0: Right, we're on. Thank you very much for downloading. We are going up and welcome to your season ticket to the Football League. We are absolutely delighted to say that on the phone right now to speak to us is Mr Kevin Davies. First, let's speak to the former Bradford Wolves, Barnsley and Doncaster striker Don Goodman, John Ashdown, sports writer at the Guardian, is a big Sheffield United fan. Just how nervous are you about next Saturday?
1: <laughs> Incredibly nervous. He's a clown. A clown. We can't let <laughs>
0: this man become a Premier League manager again. <laughs> again. Have you ever known... A finish since Jimmy Glass like that at Griffin Park. Absolutely not. Do do do. Let's all do the conga. Do 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 do. Whither it a somber longer.
2: And it goes. Oh, and there's a flare on the pitch. Could you perhaps see one day him taking over, maybe in, in a few years down the line, if you continue to have sex and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't you, do
1: that. Sorry. <laughs>
3: going up podcast we've got the
0: football league covered forget that music drum roll please it's been over two years it's been over we couldn't really quite be bothered to work it out but a lot of hours and hundreds of guests and finally we have made it to the big one and here comes the most underwhelming fanfare you've ever heard happy 100th David Cameron Walker uh, thanks. Happy 100th, Jim <laughs> night. Hello. Thank this you. is um, episode 100 of We Are Going Up. I'm Mark Crossley, and I've got a treat for you. Oh, great! Hey, ready
2: for the
3: food? You ready for this? Is it a cake? Is it a cake? I have got. Oh, he's oh, What's he got? In here, from the co-op, it's we been have suspending. got
0: some Jaffa cake bars. Really? Excellent. Not a great start. Well, well no, We actually told. have. A cake. A cake. Granted, it's a one-pound cake from co-op, and but still. dented by the looks of things as well. <laughs> <laughs> was that, and She's put in my bag. The bargain bin. And I've got some paper plates. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. This is a special... There you go. Do you want a paper plate? Yep. There you go, Jim. <laughs> you got me a Thanks, party mate. hat? I haven't got your party hat. Party I, whistle, I do some have some, party some, um, some cutlery if you want to, oh, do, to cut the cake. Was, yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Where's my hat Fantastic. <laughs> right, OK. Party so, poppers. I, I didn't. I couldn't find any in the car. Alcohol actually. dreamers. Now we're recording Monday. didn't think.
2: Where's the bubbly?
0: I didn't think <laughs> you you'd would want, want any more alcohol after the weekend. Ah. Right. So we'll uh, we'll tuck into that a little bit later in the show. Um, and uh, I should mention at this point, quick mention for Audible. Um, who are offering you a free one-month trial. Uh, thanks to uh, thanks to them. You just need to go to audible.co.uk slash going up. You get a free audio book. And there's quite a big book which comes out this week, which is Alex Ferguson's book, which yes. will be on there, I believe, from next week, if you want to get that. Fergie's um, done it himself. <laughs> I don't think so. Huh. Uh, Harry Redknapp, Why Always not? Managing, is on there. Sid Lowe's new book. If Fer- Harry
2: can do it, so can Fergie. That's true. He hasn't S- got anything else to do, has he?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sid Lowe's new book, Fear and Loathing in La Liga, is available right now. And that is... Uh, Uh, Sort of narrated by the man himself Neil Warnock's book is on there Narrated by him Mo Farah's new book is on there That's all at audible.co.uk Have you got one yet? Slash going up You got one yet? Have I got what? A book No I haven't actually Get one (laughs) Have you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's on my to-do list I'm doing yeah, it this I week I have I've got the Andrew Marr book I told you audible.co.uk slash going up is where you need to go later we're going to be resurrecting a very old feature I know you're both very excited about this oh, yeah. to mark 100 episodes of this podcast plus we've got three copies to give away of the latest football manager game yes do we know what it's not, it's is not this, even out yet is this for PC is it for this is for whatever you've got ok Okay. do you want to set the question part, now or do you want to come back to it later we'll come back to you later hold you in suspense Okay.
2: Keep Listening for your chance to win Football Manager 2014.
0: Wow. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll set that question later. Uh, we're also going to be joined by a very special guest, Mr. Mark Roberts, the captain of Fleetwood Town, who are currently sitting in fifth place in League Two. They had a disappointing two-nil uh, loss to Southend on Friday, but he's made the move from Stevenage hasn't he over the summer? Yes. He's gone in as... Swap Graham Wesley for Graham Alexander. He has club captain there. So we'll uh, speak to Mark about Fleetwood start to the season a little bit later. And uh, as there are, uh, 12 games gone. We thought this might be quite a good point to do a kind of state of play uh, bit on the show uh, where we're going to look at the three divisions and sort of see where we're up to so far this season and we're going to do this in the help of uh, two very knowledgeable gentlemen. Mark O'Hare is the content manager for Sporting Bet and the creator of uh, We Love Betting as well and you can follow him on Twitter for all these I'll, tips.
2: I, I'm not going to criticise his knowledge because it's great but I just wish he was luckier. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, let we'll so get to that.
0: We're going to speak to Mark uh, now and also we've got Rob Langham on the line. Uh, you might hear us a lot of times in the last whole 99 episodes So as we mentioned, this uh, brilliant website, The Two Unfortunates, Uh, Rob is the co-founder of that website and uh, he's a Reading fan as well. And we're pleased to say Rob is on the line too. Both of you, thank you very much for coming on. Mark, let's start with you at the top of the championship. If you look at the table at the moment, um, well, kind of a surprise team, top of the league. Burnley, after 12 games played, have 29 points. Uh, They lead the division by two points. And uh, I can't imagine this is one the bookies saw coming.
1: No, definitely not. In fact, um, quite a few people I spoke to were putting them up for relegation. I think they were 80-1 to 1 to win the title at the start of the season. Um, and have been on a fantastic run as well. I think Sean Dyche has, has got his team defensively organised. At the same time, they're looking a threat going forward. Uh, of course, they lost Charlie Austin as well, which I think was uh, the main reason for people putting them up towards relegation, which I thought was a little bit unfair. They were considered a, a less uh, chance of winning the title than the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, Birmingham, Charlton, who are all struggling at the wrong end of the table. and. Even now, I think they're Burnley are around ten to one to win the title. There's a feeling that the squad's not strong enough or or large enough. I should probably say rather than strong enough um, to go the whole hog. But um, fantastic start, and I think it's all geared towards the uh, Saturday's game against my own team, Queens Park Rangers. Um, we go to Turf Moor on Saturday, and I think that could be a, a, a real test for both teams to see how far they can actually go this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, like like you, I've been really impressed with Burnley and. You know, equally, we didn't see it coming either. But I mean, that probably says more about you know us than it than it, than it does Burnley. Like Sean Dyche did a fantastic job at Watford. You know, it was very harshly gotten rid of there. You know, for Zola. Um, he's now outperforming him in the championship. He did a very good job last season. know kept them steady after, after lose after they lost Eddie Howe, sort of somewhat uh, unexpected circumstances, shall we say? And you know his, his work in the transfer market, I think, have been impressive this this uh, season as well. Losing Charlie Austin was the headline grabber, but he's brought in a lot of players who, as I referred to the other week, we had the uh, the Burnley journalist on. You know, people like Scott Arfield have got the winner against Ipswich at the weekend. Kitely on loan from from Stoke, uh, these people—they're not headline grabbers necessarily—but they've all come in, slotted in, and they've done a, they've done a good job. And of course, uh, Danny Ings uh, coming back from his injury problems that he's had over the last few years, and he's got himself into the under twenty one squad. And you know who's Charlie Austin now?
0: Rob, you're a, you're a Reading fan. What have you made of the Championship so far this season? It is quite tight there at the top.
4: Yes, yeah, so I think it's tight at the top, but I think both the Championship and League One have been characterised by. Um, the quality really rising to the top. So I think there are five or six teams in each division who are beginning to dominate, whereas League 2, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, looks like a complete free-for-all. But I think Reading Reading are just on the edge of that. Uh, I think sixth place slightly flatters the team. Uh, That was until Saturday, actually, when I thought the side played very well in a 4-1 win over Doncaster. Uh, But some of the performances have been a little bit uh, inconsistent
0: and there have been a lot of injuries. And uh, Mark, you are a QPR fan, as you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, QPR, after 11 games, is still unbeaten and you barely con- well, you conceded about I don't know, four or five goals or something like that, haven't you? It's been
2: a great start.
1: Yeah. Four goals conceded, eight clean sheets in 11 matches. Well, and and two, um, two
2: of them were on Saturday, so.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, strangely Richard Dunn was at fault for the first goal on Saturday and, and since he's been on the pitch those are the first two goals we've conceded he's been an absolute rock um, the whole back four have looked so organised but I think a lot of credit needs to go to Stephen McLaren I know the players and those close to the club have been suggesting that he was a big part in that and there's a, a real great feeling around the club I know when I spoke to you in the, in the summer before the start of the season I was a little bit nervous and tentative to say how well we do I still am to be honest but um, we've got a very very big couple of weeks coming up with Burnley away and then Wigan away and um, I think that's where we're going to find out how good this team is. Plenty of options. I think we're a little bit short up front. Charlie Austin's the only fit striker we've got, but Nico Kranjar is much too good for the championship level. I think he was playing in the World Cup qualifiers for Croatia last weekend, so plenty of positives, but I'm still just not too confident to say <laughs> we're, we're definitely there in the, in the top two. Definitely top six, but I'll wait and, wait and see for the top two. It's interesting, you,
2: um, you mentioned Steve McLaren uh, there, obviously since departed to Derby. I mean, How much of an effect, you think his departure will have on QPR?
1: I think it will, to be honest. Um, I don't know where defensively. Obviously, um, I don't think Harry Redknapp's really known for to set up his side to be so defensive and so good. Well, okay, good on the ball, but defensively so strong and organised. And I think that was seen straight away from the start of the season. We had a, a solid back four, and Clint Hill marshalling the defence alongside Richard Dunn. You have got Ned Manuho was playing absolutely brilliantly. Danny Simpson arrived, and uh, now we've got Benoit Asuakoto as well down the left it's a lovely defence for the championship level um, it's just I don't think Harry was too responsible for that I think it was all down to McLaren so we'll see in the next few weeks um, if, if that does happen I know we conceded two at Millwall on Saturday which will probably surprise a few people um, but we'll see how it cope against Burnley's uh, front two of Ings and Sam Vokes
2: and the the, the, uh, the all important equalising goal uh, in fact Harry I don't think he actually saw it because he was just <laughs> recovering from being hit on the head with a the ball that also just hit a few seconds before hitting Joe Jordan in the head and knocked his glasses off and he was he was going mad on the touchline but um, I, I spoke, to some Mill- spoke to some Millwall fans today so they were at the game and they, they enjoyed that very much um, <laughs> by the way if you are doing championship fantasy
0: football this season and you want lots of points get, get basically the entire QPR defence in your yeah. team is what you need oh. to do
2: or, or, and I've been, I've, I backed him all the, all last season, and he was in my team, and he, he didn't get me that many points, but my faith in him is starting to pay off. Kieran Trippier of <laughs> Burnley, I've long said he's since, well, long since said he's one of the most underrated players in the Championship, and he's having another good season. Uh, Rob, if I can
0: come to you, there's three sides. In fact, Jim, I'll come to you on this as well. Yep. Obviously, there's three sides from the, uh, the East Midlands up near the top: Leicester in third, Forest in fourth, and McLaren and Derby in eighth. Out of those three sides, do you think any of them are, are realistic contenders to finish in that top two? And if so,
4: I think they're all realistic contenders, but I think of the three, much as I have quite a liking for Nigel Pearson, who I really respect as a manager, I think Nottingham Forest would probably be the team I'd pick. But I do think it probably is going to be Burnley and Queen's Park Rangers, actually. So I think the East Midlands sides are probably going to be battling it out in the playoffs. Um, And of course, in the final game of last season, I think it was Leicester. Went to Forest and had a really good win, and yep. I think we could be seeing something very similar again love,
3: coming up. I'd love that. Hopefully, we don't lose to Watford in the uh, in the playoffs, though, because that would be utterly <laughs> yeah. disappointing. Well, again, I, think, to, I don't think get I can. T- first, mate. Yeah, no I don't think I that. can take another defeat like that. It would be the end of me, I think. But I, I agree with you on on the Forest point. It's it's very difficult to see past that team, certainly being in the the um, the playoff shakeup. The the midfield is. Um, what made me sit up and take notice of this team because they have got the rights of Andy Reid, Henry Lansbury, Radie Majeski, who I really rate as well. That is a, a midfield in my opinion in forest as good as anything in the in the championship. Maybe apart from QPR like Mark was saying players like Nico Cranchar are uh, a cut above for this division. He was he was an absolute brilliant signing by Harry and it's just unbelievable he can get players to come down and uh, play at this level that are then jetting off playing well, and playing uh, in mean, well cup qualifiers in a couple think, of weeks time
2: for Croatia you just need to have a look at their, at their bank balance to, to well, suggest obviously, why they're yeah, to QPR. But, uh, not necessarily much to do with Harry's persuasion or powers Tony Fernandes <laughs> has got a thing or two to say about it but um, I think I, I agree with you actually there Forest midfield um, are about as best as you're going to get in, in the league but up, up front I'm not sure I said this when I saw them play Watford during the season I think they could still do with a little bit more up, up front those those strikers none of them are ever you know I don't think i have ever really had 20 goal seasons or anything near extra seasons in the championship but I think they'll be they'll be a playoff team certainly I've been impressed with Leicester though because yeah. you know last season we were all saying that you know, after they failed to get to the, to the playoff final in, in the dramatic circumstances that they did, we, we expected perhaps Pearson to go and the owners would take the opportunity to, to get rid of him and, and move on. But they've stuck with him to their credit. You've kept largely most of the squad from, from last season. And you know, I, I, you know, I've been very impressed that you're still up there. And you, need someone like David Nugent, I think he's a player that someone like Forrest would love to have. Yeah, hmm. I think the Nugent thing is
3: slightly misleading in that the vast majority of his goals have come from penalties. Um, so he is he, he's scoring well, but I've been more impressed with Jamie Vardy. Well, the great goal at um, the weekend. Great goal at the weekend, and he deserves it. And he is molded into a player over the summer. I've. I've never seen such a transitional period from a player coming in and looking not out of his depth but just not quite good enough to well, play for Leicester. he did come Lester. from the conference. Yeah, he did. and let's we forget. It, but because we had that whole season to, to see him I think people had just not almost written him off but kind of felt you know maybe yeah maybe that's one to chalk up to experience but he's been so good this year and he's keeping Chris Wood out of the team who you know mm. three million pounds from uh, from West Brom when it, after he had a, a good start to the season at Millwall it's uh, you know that's an impressive feat in itself, and he does utterly deserved that goal on Saturday. And I'm really pleased for him. Mark, how about an outside bet to uh, to get promoted?
1: an outside bet well I I put up Ipswich at the start of the season and at the moment they're not really uh, doing that justice Um, I suppose you mentioned Derby and Derby have been talked about quite a lot of course Steve McLaren effect after what he did at Queen's Park Rangers Uh, they're available at around 12 to 1 to win promotion Um, I think if you look at the championship table in my opinion you've probably got five of the top six at the end of the season already in the top seven Um, I'd say QPR Leicester Forest Reading and Watford will be there at the end of the season and then I'd say down to Burnley Derby um, and perhaps Someone else, Blackburn or Ipswich, um, sneak in at the But there's not too much to go on it, uh, in my opinion. Blackburn seem a little bit too inconsistent for me. They lost me money again at the weekends when I finally <laughs> decided to get them on side. Uh, Ipswich, as a yeah, prepared, I took that
3: I tip not... by the way. <laughs> That's the whole reason we've got you on, Mark. <laughs> yeah, revenge.
1: <laughs> uh, Ipswich aren't convincing away from home, so um, Derby would be my pick. As okay. 12, as twelve to as one.
2: I I'd certainly fancy that. They looked excellent on on Saturday, deserved the three points away at Watford. Since McLaren, McLaren's come in, you do you have seen a transformation, just not necessarily, in, you know, the players are all still there and the, the squad's been, been decent enough for a few seasons. But I think it's just a mentality thing. The players seem a lot more confident. The fans seem a lot more confident. There seems to be life breathed back into, the, into that club now. And I think they might be similar... to to Palace last season. I think a lot of it will hinge on whether they can keep Will Hughes in January. I think there will definitely be bids from Premier League clubs and if they can perhaps do what Palace did last season, maybe sell him but also keep him for for six months before he finally leaves, that could be the difference whether they finish in in the top six and, and go up or not.
0: Rob, at the bottom of the championship, I am well aware there's a lot of teams to get through and divisions to get through, but at the bottom we've got Yeovil, bottom of the table as I think a lot of people have expected, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley in the relegation zone, uh, but there are a few sides around and about the relegation zone that you wouldn't expect to be there. Bolton and Birmingham just above the drop zone at the moment. Out of uh, that bunch, um, who do you think's nailed on to go down? Well,
4: could, could I make a rather scurrilous uh, mention for Wigan? Um, I'm just saying... Owen Coyle seems to be presiding over the swiftest transformation from a short passing style of play to the long ball in living memory. (laughs) And Although they're still in the top half of the table at the moment, who's to say they might not do a Wolves because I saw James McLean sending off at the yeah. weekend and that wasn't too pretty. But talking more seriously, I think, I really fear for Yeovil and I saw the news today that Gary Johnson says he'll only pick players who give 100%. Mm. Uh, Left
5: Paddy Madden out, didn't he? Madden. Weekend.
4: Yeah. Mm. yeah, which I think is worrying because Madden hasn't seemed to make the transition. Uh, I think Sheffield Wednesday do look in, in a bit of trouble. I know that a friend of mine who supports them uh, reckons that they rely too much on sort of effort players like Miguel Lera and... I don't have enough finesse, and the style of play is is, is lacking really. So I think I think they um, could continue to struggle. I know you covered them uh, recently on the podcast. Uh, and Bolton, I think, will probably just edge out of it. I mean, they've looked up a little bit after their horrendous start. So, I think Barnsley, Doncaster, teams like that have got enough fight to, to sort of maybe maybe stay clear. But there are going to be about eight teams in the mix, I think.
2: Yeah, I so. think if you look at the teams in 16th, 17th, and 18th, Middlesbrough, Doncaster, and Millwall, all on 12 points. I think they are, you know, one of those three could potentially drop down. Millwall are interesting one because. They finished last season terribly under Kenny Jackett who's gone on to, to, to better things uh, at Wolves so far this season, even if he has dropped down a division. But you know they spent a, quite a bit of money, not necessarily in transfer fees, but certainly you know in wages as well combined over the summer. Brought in a lot of players, and I know the fans down there were expecting an improvement on last season. And so far, they they haven't got it. Remember last season, it was only you know they had a brilliant first half of the season, and then they they dropped down in the second half after they lost Chris Wood. But they've started last this season where they left off last last year, and you know they had a good uh, you know good to get a point against QPR at. The weekend, but there is still some unrest there at Millwall. Still, some sections of the fans are not happy with Lomas you know, Doncaster, I think. Um, I, I was reading the the piece on two unfortunates earlier on about the, well, the hey, game, reading Doncaster you game, game earlier on, and I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the link that you put at the end of the piece from um, from Popular Stand about the the, don- the the likes of Doncaster uh, yeah. so I, I, w- I was about to say it then but I, but I won't but te- people would perhaps expect a team such as Doncaster to, to struggle when they come up you know they were unheralded last season they weren't perhaps expected to be promoted uh, but they snuck up at the last minute into, into League One uh, into the championship from League One so I think they perhaps could be down there as well and We'll see what happens with Middlesbrough, won't we? We will hinges on the appointment. Well, we'll talk m-
0: more about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, League One, then, Mark. I said it was a relatively tight at the top of the uh, the championship. There is two teams absolutely flying at the top of League One. Um, were Leighton Orient anywhere near the top of the list to get promoted at the start of the season? Uh,
1: no, they weren't at all. They were, uh, I think, they were thirty-four to one to, to win the title and around fourteen to one for a promotion. Um, hopefully, you remember I put them up for promotion in <laughs> Don't remember that. Don't remember that. <laughs>
3: Collective um, memory from Mr. Crosley, I think.
1: <laughs> That's the one I've been trumping to everyone I'm talking to. Um, but no, nobody expect them to, to win 10 of their first 12 games and, and remain unbeaten at this stage. Um, I mean, they've been absolutely fantastic. Um, Sean Bat coming off the bench scoring goals. They've got Dave Mooney, uh, Cox, Kevin Lisby's rolling back the years. Um, things have been absolutely brilliant for them. But one thing, similar to Queen's Park Rangers, I guess, in the Championship, we've not really been tested yet this season. Um, I guess Milton Keynes at home was. The only games that Orion has have really been tested where they came from behind to get the three points. Uh, they played Walsall, OK, they won at Brentford, who, who haven't really hit top gear yet, but a lot of their games have been against the bottom-half teams. Um, so that's one to look out for at the moment. But, um, yeah, absolutely an incredible start, and I, I did not see it coming, to be honest. I thought they were a bit of an outside shot for the playoffs, and if so, uh, a little bit too big for promotion. But, uh, no, still the bookies aren't really expecting them to win the league. They're still 6-1, third favourites. Uh, you've got Wolves and Peterborough um, as you'd probably expect in there as the top two in the betting but uh, brilliant stuff with Russell Slade
0: Rob, what do you make of the top of League One?
1: Well I think it's really interesting that
4: there are three teams there and of course only two can go up automatically and I've got a sneaking feeling that Peterborough there might be something of the Icarus syndrome about it and that they might be the team to miss out because I think Wolves still have a lot of quality and I think they may join Lake Orient in the in the second tier so I, I I've got a bit of a fancy for Preston I, I think I've seen them a couple of times actually this season and they're very solid at the back uh, Bailey Wright the Australians a really energetic defender and he's still only about 21 uh, a couple of good goalkeepers um in Declan Rudd and Torsten Strickman who are fighting out for the place there and I just think Simon Grayson's got them really organized so I don't think they'll be promoted automatically I think Two of the current top three will will be promoted, but you've got to wait for those playoffs, and and you know anything can happen in those. I know that's a cliche, but um, I I think we specialize
0: in them on this show. Don't yeah. worry.
4: <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, Preston that do have a terrible record in the playoffs. It must be said, but that has to end at some point.
2: But well, they do have, um, a, and they do have a manager. Sorry, sorry that uh, that is specializes in getting teams promoted out, out of League One. So I think that will certainly go in their favour.
4: Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say was I just wanted to, even though I have a bit of a natural disliking for them as a club, I think Patrick Bamford, uh, MK Dons, seems to be single-handed. Oh, uh, that goal uh, on
2: Saturday. How good was that goal on Saturday to um, win that game? Someone mentioned to me at work the other day that they, they... they said that I look like him.
0: Good. All right, you look Not a lot. You look a lot older than him. Let me tell that, you that. That's that's well wow, say that. Kick
2: him while he's down. A, get it up. Put it up. We'll put it, up and we'll put it on Twitter. We'll <laughs> okay. All
0: lookalikes. Okay. Um, uh, play, play like him too. Playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> playoffs is going to be uh, is going to be interesting around there. Have you got an outside bet, Mark, to go up from uh, League One at the moment? Maybe a team who are sort of in mid-table. I know uh, Dave Brentford were your big favourites in there, down in eleventh at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think the top four um, are going to be there at the end of the season: Orient, Peterborough, Wolves, Preston. Then you've got to expect. Brent- to pick up so that'll be the top f- be five teams so you're looking for one more I guess and there's a few in there who've, who've- Surprised me, I guess. Uh, Bradford are going well. Swindon have really surprised me. Their home form's been yeah. superb, and they can start picking up results away as well as at home. They'll be there or thereabouts. I always like avoiding Milton Keynes Dons. I think they're always um, a little bit too short. No one really likes them anyway. And um, further down, I think you've got to look at Walsall, who've been avoiding defeat basically in 2013. They've been superb, but they've only lost three times this season. But been absolutely brilliant in 2013. But I think you've got to give Coventry a huge amount of credit. Yeah. They've I was been about the in
3: Coventry, yeah, it's rice on them.
1: twelve to 1. 12 to one to well, get this, promoted. Still,
3: this is the thing. When we when we knew that all this issues with their uh, their financial troubles were going to come to a head, and that we were going to potentially be. Uh, deducted points I backed them to go down and then a couple of games in I backed them to get promoted But so basically they're probably going to finish mid-table now covering all bases well the thing is if you look on true form we were saying this a couple of weeks ago they are about 5th or 6th now I think on, on true form If you obviously the, the points deduction doesn't the necessarily yeah. um, bring that into effect they're still 17th but you know with only That's a quarter strike force with, only, as well. with only a quarter of the, the season gone if they can continue anywhere near that surely they'd make a decent run at the playoffs wouldn't they Mark? yeah
1: you've got to expect so they've scored 27 goals already and um I think fans are getting their money's worth if they are travelling to Northampton to yeah. see them play um, it would be a fantastic story for them and i have back them as well for relegation but I'll be rooting, them, rooting for them this season I think they've been superb really good to watch um, I think Stephen Presley deserves a huge amount of credit for where they are at the
0: moment Let's look at the bottom of League One Rob there's been a managerial change at Gillingham Peter Taylor's in caretaker charge there and there's about to be one at Sheffield United who are just above the relegation zone but um, a couple of the teams in the relegation zone obviously you've got Bristol City you haven't won in 20 league games which is a Astonishing. Uh, You've also got Graeme Wesley uh, back at Stevenage struggling and Ronnie Moore, who's doing so well with Tranmere last season, struggling. So it's quite interesting, uh, the stories down there.
4: Yes, and and Chris Kouamia as well at Notts County, I think, has had a bit of a tough season. I mean, I think all of those names you mentioned are under pressure. The one that baffles me the most has got to be O'Driscoll, who I've always admired massively. And I know Glenn Wilson from the popular stand fanzine that you mentioned earlier on is a huge... um, advocate of O'Driscoll's and I just don't quite know what's gone wrong there because they have players like Sam Baldock and J. Emmanuel Thomas and Scott Wagstaff and It looked more than good enough to be mid-table. And I know that there have been some serious financial trouble and lots of issues with NIMBYism over the ground and and other matters. But still, to be actually bottom, uh, it's it's perhaps been only sort of veiled a little bit by the fact that Sheffield United have also been struggling so much, another really massive club. But I really, really fancy them to kind of pull out of it now. Obviously, a lot will depend on who they get as manager, and hopefully it won't be Paolo DiCanio. But uh, well, I am. Think- I, um,
2: I saw today Owen Owen Bradley uh, from BBC Radio Derby, who we had on when when Nigel Clough was was sacked as Derby manager. It- he was saying that he understands that Nigel Clough could be very close to taking over at Sheffield
0: United. Well, the thing was, he was at the crew Bristol City game on Saturday, and crew were Sheffield United's next opponents, aren't they? Someone tweeted yeah. a picture in the crowd of Nigel Clough being sat next to them, Ala Mourinho, at the weekend. Um, I'm a bit uh, wary of time here, so let's uh, crack on to League Two if we can. Um, I was going to get stuck into Bristol City.
2: Oh, we haven't got time. Well, go on. Get, stay Of course, we've got time. We're a podcast. We can go on for however, however long we want. Nonsense. We're going to talk Good about luck. Bristol City. Good luck, editing uh, I was this speaking month. to Bristol City fans the other day, and, and they've problem is still the same uh, as it was under Derek McInnes not that much problem scoring goals playing reasonably good attacking football but just defensively shambolic conceding goals when they shouldn't be basic defensive errors all over the shop and you know it it is something that they would have expected O'Driscoll to, to sort out not necessarily in terms of his he, he's not a defensive manager as such but he does place a lot of philosophy on retaining possession and playing good football and keeping control of the ball which would, you would expect to lead to a reduction in the amount of goals you concede but it just hasn't happened uh, for them for them yet and as you mentioned those those players, they've got a lot of good players there, certainly players that can score goals but they just need to tighten up tighten up at the back Let's
0: go to League 2, it is very tight uh, as I mentioned at the top there you got Chesterfield and Rochdale and Exeter on 23, Oxford, Fleetwood Morecambe on 22 and Wickham, um, in seventh at the moment on twenty points. Uh, good luck with this, Mark. What do you reckon? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't think it's as, as tough as it probably looks in the league table. I think you've got two outstanding teams there. I think you've got Chesterfield and Fleetwood, uh, who the bookies expected at the start of the season to be up there and, and, and be solid favourites alongside Portsmouth. Um, and I think those two will definitely be there in the top three. Um, Rochdale, who've been on an outstanding run of six wins and seven, of course, are, are nestled in there just behind Chesterfield. Um, Exeter going well as well. Oxford, who seem to just keep winning away from home, apart from on Saturday when yeah, again, I
3: put them. When I bet on them. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot lot of angst, betting angst in the studio today, isn't there?
1: (laughs) There is. I'm in terrible form. I need to pick it up. Um, Morecambe are the one who's surprised everyone, I guess, Um, up there. Just a point off the top after 12 matches. Um, So I think if you take Chesterford and Fleetwood out, you're looking for one more um, for automatic promotion. Oxford, of course, are the team on everybody's lips, I think, at the moment, because they started well last season as well before falling away. If they can last the pace, they should be there or thereabouts. Exeter as well. But I I think after those top two, it's just very difficult to pick a third, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't really want to put my money where my mouth is apart from Say what i did in the summer and say rochdale because i just like keith hill and um, plays quite attractive football the home form has been superb Won five or six uh, remained unbeaten scoring 13 goals but i think i'd have to say rochdale but chesterfield for me followed by fleetwood and hopefully rochdale
2: i don't the thing is un, unlike perhaps the other two divisions where you, you can perhaps see some sort of pattern starting to take shape it it is so wide open in Italy. You you can't discount anyone all the way down to you know right down into lower mid table. Really, I mean, look at Rotherham went up automatically last season and they were out of the playoffs for quite a long time in the in the season. And mm-hmm. a, a late run could easily come. in. look look, Burton, who I backed pre season had had a really good season season last year. They're only what well, they're on eighteen points. A couple, you know, another win and they're in the top. They're in the top seven. Uh, AFC Wimbledon, who. You know, are finally looking to you know, push on and, and get away from relegation worries in this league and they, they could easily go up. Newport have been impressive in their first season back in the league. You know, keep going. S- South end, there are so many teams there. All Port- the way
0: down to twenty second, maybe? Well, no,
2: no, no all, not all the <laughs> way down. No. No. Very right, are. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I mean Cheltenham who are in seventeenth. So they've had you know good seasons over the last few years. I don't I don't think you can discount anyone really from, from the certainly from the playoffs. Automatic might be. I do expect Chesterfield and Fleetwood to, to be right up there as you said, but I think after that, that, it really is up for grabs. What do you reckon, Rob?
0: Well, I think one
4: interesting statistic I would pick out is that a few weeks ago you had Nick Locklin, who was a Hartlepool fan, on, uh, and they were completely dead and buried, down with thing at the bottom, mm. and now they're they're only eight points off the lead, yeah, which is just extraordinary. Um, I think Chesterfield. I'm a little bit less confident about them. They obviously lost the derby to Mansfield, and then Morecambe came back in that apocalyptic game when Chesterfield was three three nil up and. Auckland came back to win four three, so I think that would have shaken them a little bit, and then, and then they lost to Burton at the weekend with those two great goals from Adam McGurk. So um, I, I just think it's all to play for. I mean, one team I might pick out a Wickham. Um, we've got that youngster Max Kretschmar, who got the winner on Saturday against Bristol Rovers, and I think they might last the pace. And then, of course, Portsmouth looking at the players they have, you know, just putting John Marquis on loan, and I think you had a post in the last couple of days up on the Wagyu mm. site um, where he's mentioned and Johnny Ertel, Patrick Adjimang, Simon Ferry. Lots of decent players. I mean, I know it's a cliche to predict that they will do it because they're by far the biggest club, but they're still in contention even though yeah. they're down in about 15th. So um, all to play for.
0: Relegation, Mark? Have Accring- Accrington got any chance according to the bookies, of staying up?
1: <laughs> no, not really. Um, they are two to five, eight to thirteen. I think best price for them to get to to be relegated. You're not going to get them odds odds against anyway. Um, I think there's one thing about League Two. There's, there's probably 20 average teams, two good teams, and and one very poor team. And I think that Accrington's still about a win. Things started to pick up a little bit. As, uh, they started scoring goals at least. But Coyote or, or the J got himself sent off and drew another blank at the weekend. Okay, they got a point, but they're, they're only on four and uh, I think what six points. Off of survival already. Uh James Beattie's been hampered by the by the budget there. Only fifteen hundred people going to see them play. Does look bleak for them. Um so from the bookmakers point of view it's uh one gone and, and just one more to go. And Torquia next best at seven to two. And then uh and then it's out to Berry at seven to one. Um so we like Lump all football on. league fans haven't got a clue who's gonna be going down with Axington at the moment. This is um <laughs> Northampton were tipped to sort of go well Bury were tipped to be a surprise package and, and there's Torquay who have sort of carried on in a bit, a bit of a malaise in the last sort of 12 months Um then you've got Bristol Rovers who again are supposed to go quite well but have been underperforming uh, Plymouth who I thought would be a lot better than last season but just can't seem to score goals at the moment under John Sheridan and and the same problem with York who I think are relying a little bit too much on Brian Jarvis up front so all to play for really
0: in the, down the bottom of the table DC, Jim, what do you reckon down the bottom there?
2: Well, as I just said there, I mean, you were saying to me on Saturday night when we were talking about Barry, you can't remember the last time you scored a goal. <laughs> oh, I I I'd not
0: quite a lot to drink at Let alone, at that point. Like, let alone <laughs>
2: like, look like winning a game. I mean, you went behind early doors, didn't you, on Saturday and Blackwell's gone. I guess a lot depends on yeah. who you're getting next, won't it? But, um... I don't know. I worry for you. Make sure I can see Northampton pulling clear. I mean, Atkinson, I think will probably be the team that definitely goes, but then it's really difficult to predict because you say a number of those teams who are down there were all expected to be, to be better. So we're going to have to see some teams fall dramatically uh, or a big team could go down. Jim, yeah
3: ditto um, I'd echo what Mark says really I think it's a huge factor is who Barry bring in you know whether as we were speaking about last week whether they do try someone relatively untested in in Alberto Solano or they go for a, a safer pair of hands someone like a Danny Wilson that's um, that's been around a bit longer why do you want him I mean I Mark you, you, you
2: soon as Blackwell was sat you said, you said about Danny time Wilson. get Danny Wilson in why do you Why do you want him? Well he got Hartlepool
0: promoted from that division before he's obviously managed at bigger clubs than us uh, he's a former player he's well liked by the fans I don't know it just seemed to t- make t- sense t- t-
3: ticks all the boxes yeah. early, doesn't it yeah, well, but I don't know if it'll actually
0: happen though <laughs> passed, um, well <laughs> Rob final final thought from you maybe on the bottom of League 2 I think
4: I would uh, um, second most of you guys and I think Torquay are the team I would worry about I mean uh, uh, use the word Mark I think malaise and that uh, certainly seems to be the case after they'd had a really bright time of it you know, a couple of years ago I think I'd
0: probably pick them to go down with Akis Okie dokie right well thanks both of you for coming on for this kind of a state of play update a quarter of the season in uh, cheers guys cheers we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon I'm sure that is Marco O'Hare who is content manager for Sporting Bet and also uh, does videos at Wheel of Betting and Rob Langham co-founder of the brilliant uh, non-partisan football league blog The Two Unfortunates which is ever is well worth checking out we yeah. so coming up in just a moment we're going to be reflecting on Tony Mowbray's departure from the Riverside Middlesbrough looking for a new manager Uh, but first I mentioned this at the top of the show very special guest for our 100th episode Uh, the uh, captain of Fleetwood Town Mark Roberts is uh, on the phone or was on the phone to us a little bit earlier they sit uh, fifth at the top of League Two at the moment 22 points from their first 12 games of the season they did lose 2-0 at Southend on Friday night we spoke to Mark a little bit earlier and uh, we started by asking him um, how disappointed they were not to put pressure on the sides around them on Friday night with it being so tight at the top of the League 2 table
5: yeah it is Um, it's got really uh, congested at the top of the league Chesterfield made a great start to the season and you know we've we've tried to match them every step of the way it was a disappointing result on Friday because it was our our, well we we, we had the opportunity the week before against Chesterfield to go top for the first time and if we'd have won you know on Friday night we'd have uh, gone top of the table so yeah, disappointment, but I'm sure the lads will react in the best possible way.
2: I suppose you can take some sort of comfort, though, in the fact that some of the teams, including Chesterfield, uh, around you in the league, didn't take the chance to capitalise on, on Saturday. There was a lot of teams that lost there as well. So you're still right in the mix. I think there's a top nine separate by, by three points. So how do you look back over this first sort of quarter of the season and assess how you've done so far?
5: I think in a, a really positive way. The gaffer brought a lot of players in over... Over the summer, me included. You know, there was, it's a brand new squad, and we've been put together, and uh, you know, we've been getting to know each other. Um, and I think if you'd have said before the start of the season, twelve games in, we're a point off the top of the league, you know, we'd have took that. It's up to us now, and and um, to kick on, take that form that we've we've had um, so far in the season, but you know, get really get that level of consistency and, and winning consistency and uh, hopefully that will see us uh, push on to another level.
0: I'm just wondering out of the, uh, the sides that you've played so far who's really sort of stood out to you?
5: I think Chesterfield were obviously a, a standout team. You know it was one all on the one all on the day but they, they were organised and you can see that they've got plenty of firepower and I'm sure they're going to be up there towards the uh, the end of the season but there's there's plenty of teams and you know a few surprises in there. The Exeter came and um, executed a really good game plan and They've had a really good uh, run of form in recent weeks. It's a competitive league, and whether it's League 1, League 2, the Championship, the Football League, is all very competitive. Every team can beat each other on the day, so you have to be at your very best, and uh, you know that's what we have to make sure in the weeks ahead.
3: You mentioned the uh, the number of uh, players coming in over the summer, uh, yourself included, as you, as you mentioned, and you got made club captain after you know four seasons, I think it was, at Stevenage. How have you found the switch?
5: Um, I've really enjoyed it, yeah. Um, I made the decision in the summer to... To leave Stevenage which was which was a hard one um, I was really excited about the you know the challenge and the proposition that Fleetwood presented me with um, I know a lot of the other lads felt very similar it's a very ambitious club you know it's driven by a very ambitious chairman and uh, the gaffer and the squad are likewise you know we're all hungry for success and uh, although there's been a lot of new players we've got to know each other very quickly and uh, I think we're a a really tight unit. Well, as
2: you mentioned there, you, you know yourself, you've played at a higher level uh, with Stevenage. There are other players that came into the club this summer that have experience at playing at higher levels than than League Two. So, do, do you feel as though really this season with the players you've got, you should be going up? And and could you, if you manage to do that, do you think you'd be fine at the at the next level up?
5: I've, yeah. Well, I've been really impressed with the the quality that was already in the squad. You know, players that had been there last season, and they made a really good start last year Fleetwood, and. And we're unable to sustain that. The gaffer came in and he, he, he's got his own ideas and he's brought in players with experience and some experience of, um, you know, the championship and whatnot. So, you know, you've got someone like John Parkin who's played most of his career at the very top of the game. So that that experience will be invaluable. And I'm sure come the, the crunch time of the season, towards the end, as we get towards the climax, um, it will uh, come to the fore and... Uh, Standards in good stead Mark
0: Marcus, someone who's played in obviously both in League one and league two um what are the main differences do you think between the divisions or do you not think there's that much in it uh,
5: to be honest've I've not seen a great deal of difference um in League one, as I said before it, it, anyone can beat them any team on the day, and um, League one was really competitive last year with you know the the promoted teams not on your traditional Ninety odd points, winning the league. It was it was very very congested, and and you've seen in League Two this year again that although it's early days in the season, the league is kind of taking shape now, and the teams that are you know going to be up towards the top of the league are are, are coming forwards, and it's very close, it's very tight, and it's very competitive, and you know that is what happens at the lower lower uh, levels, and everyone is so uh, so desperate for points and, and and keen and determined to do well, so. I think just that competitiveness is, is, is the same across the leagues and um, I've seen a lot of talented players both within our squad and in, in other teams. So I don't think there's a great deal of difference and I think uh, we just have to concentrate on ourselves and I'm sure we'll do well.
2: Uh, the manager at Fleetwood, Graham Alexander, is his first managerial job after a very distinguished playing career. How, how have you found working under him and do you think he's growing into the job and you know, got some serious promises as a manager going forward?
5: Oh, definitely, yeah. As soon as I, I'd met the gaffer over the summer, you know, he, he set out his plans to me and just speaking to him straight away, I could see that I see the game in the same way that he does. He, he, he's a winner through and through. He, he showed that in his career. He's someone I think the lads all, all look up to. And for someone like myself, he's a, he's an inspirational guy and someone you know, I look look up to and can learn a lot from.
0: Just looking at your fixtures uh, for the next couple of weeks, Mark, you've got Scunthorpe on on uh, Tuesday night, which will be tonight for most people when they hear this. Uh, you've also uh, got away games at York and Northampton and Newport at home. So there's a lot of sides there in mid-table. A good chance for you to uh, to press on?
5: I think so, yeah. Um, as I said before, everyone will will feel that they'll be able to, to beat us as, as we'll feel the same. We've, we've shown some good form at home. We've scored lots of goals at home, but... You know, Scunthorpe's a great opportunity to get a winning run going again. You know, we are disappointed to have suffered defeat at South End, but we're looking to react from that. And this season one of the most impressive things about us is every time we've we've lost a game, we've bounced back with uh, with victory. So that's what we'll be looking to do. But we're we're obviously trying to consolidate our position at the top of the league and that is, is all about consistency and uh Winning games on a regular basis, so uh, we know what we need to do. Um, we'll concentrate on ourselves, and uh, I'm sure the results will take care of themselves.
2: Uh, Mark, as it's, as it's so tight at the moment in in League Two. I mean, if you if you look. In years gone by when it's been tight at the top of the championship and, and to a certain extent League One, you get to sort of the January time. Often what can what can separate teams are the clubs that have got the ability to go out and buy buy a player, spend a bit of money, bring in some extra quality to push them on in the second half of the season. That that might not be necessarily the case in League Two with, with the with the lack of money going around in some of the clubs. So what do you think are the things that could separate you know, like the teams like yourselves and, and Chesterfields and other teams who are in that promotion pack at the moment from the ones that maybe will fall Away, what's going to be the difference as we get into the second half of the season?
5: Um, I think fitness is a big thing that uh, will we'll play a key part. How, how hard you train and how hard you're able to continue that level of intensity, that level of training, will no doubt um, be the difference at the end of the, um winning mentality, that belief, and that all comes from within. So, you know, you even look at the Premier League, there's not teams that tend to splash the cash um, in January because. Like to keep um, a level a level of consistency in the squad. And I think at League Two it's very similar. Once you've you've got to know one another and you've gone through half of the season together, you're looking forward to the, the second half because that's when it really matters and, and things are decided and trophies are won and, and that's where we all want to be in the mix. So we're fortunate that we've got a very competitive squad at, at Fleetwood and um, I'm sure that competitiveness that we see on a daily basis at the training ground um, will, will come to when um, the uh, the trophies handed out at the end of the season.
0: Mark Roberts speaking to us a little bit earlier today. We're already making a right mess in this studio, can I say? Okay. By the way, I mean all this cake. Listening to that interview. Excellent cake. Man. Right, let's do um let's do our roundup. Uh, this is going to be uh, a bit shorter. Than usual because obviously we spent uh, a long time going through the divisions and state of play. But just a a few things to uh, pick up on from the last few days. And the first gym has got to be the departure of Tony Mowbray uh, this evening as we record um, from Middlesbrough. Yeah. And and at the weekend, he came out with this quote, which. I know that you retweeted DC which uh, was this after the 3-2 defeat at Barnsley. Sometimes people can get a bit sidetracked by goals and the scoreline. Well... uh, Yeah,
3: that tends to be the problem in football, Tony.
0: Well, uh, that'll happen. Middlesbrough clearly haven't because he's uh, lost his job.
3: Yeah. Um, It's... I don't know whether, you know... It's a difficult one because they had such a good start last year, didn't they? And then they dropped away. And I think they were the only team below Leicester in the form table if you took it from January to the end of the season last year. And they just don't seem to be able to pick up points this year that it's just kind of carried that malaise into to this, uh, this year. And it's no surprise, really, when you look at that team and where they've been in the past, that after making an unsatisfactory start from an abysmal second half of the season, that he's had to go. I don't think anyone can have any complaints. He no. Can, as many sound bites about you know, not. the score doesn't lie at the end of the day. that It, it can't be that, you know, on a one off game, yeah, all right, taking it in context, that's fine, but not over the course of the last, what, no, 12 months right. or
2: so. A team can play well uh, on occasions and lose. You can play badly and win, but over a long period of time. Yeah. It, it does come to the fore, you know. You're looking clearly at what there, clearly games there are or some so. deficiencies there that he's been unable to solve. It's very interesting. I was looking at some of Ben Mayhew's latest attacking and uh, defence uh, effectiveness graphs mm-hmm. uh, in the latest one for the Championship. This was from from a couple of weeks ago, so fairly up to date. Uh, Millsborough have created the most chances in the Championship, but they can't score. So they've create they're creating on average 16 shots a game, but it takes them just over 10. That's incredible to score it? 10 so shots. They, Exactly. So if they if they could have found the back of the net more regularly and taken some of the chances that they're creating, then, you know, they would have been a lot higher up the table and, and, and Mowbray's still in the job. I suppose it's slightly similar, not quite the same, but, but echoes of the situation, say, at Derby, for example, when Mowbray's been there for a while now, came in and did sort of stabilise it after the absolute chaos uh, of Gordon Strachan's reign. And he's a club legend, you know. That's probably bought him a bit of time. Played over, you know, well over three hundred games for the club. Got promoted with them back in the eighties. You know, very well thought of as a player there at Middlesbrough. Hmm. Um, so that probably did buy him a bit of time. But ultimately, you know, they're a team. They're a team as well. I think the, perhaps the biggest sort of slight against against Mowbray to, and to what he's, you know, he's done at Middlesbrough and what they've become under him is that I was talking to someone recently at work, and. They saw Middlesbrough flashed up on the on the scoreline at the end of the end of the games on Saturday, and he went, "You know what? I've forgotten Middlesbrough had even existed." <laughs> and they've just been nothing, Crikey. have they? You know, they've just yeah. been. You know, they they did start promisingly for a few. You know, a few seasons in a row, but they fell fallen back, and they just. You know, it's just dreary. There's it's nothing to be excited about. It's a case of stability becoming stagnation. I think in
0: that, so. In that case, and yeah. When, and when you're 3-0 down to Barnsley, yeah, away from I mean, home at half-time, it's, half a, time, it's mean, no wonder that yeah, uh, Gibson's made the as, change now.
3: You can fight back as well as you want, but if you give teams a three-goal head start, even you know teams at the bottom end of the championship are probably going to be able to hold on for three points in that case. Well, we'll watch this space. See you, uh,
0: Middlesbrough. Oh, just, uh, just, yeah. just before a we move on, though.
2: Well, on, on, that, on that very subject, I've All just gone. done a little Google of some of the, the Borough forums. So this is comeonborough.com. Uh, and they have a poll, and the latest uh, leader of of that poll is Tony Pulis. He's favourite. 36.4% of the people voting want to see Tony Pulis Yeah, he's 5-2 favourite with the bookies um, this week. And Millsborough. So, I mean, he's an interesting one, isn't he, Pulis? He was linked for a very brief time for he went to McLaren with a Derby job. I mean, I guess any fan of a championship club will look at Tony Pulis, and you have to ask yourself the question, are you prepared to sacrifice attractive football for possible promotion? and for most clubs in the championship the answer would probably be yes wouldn't it yeah I I think think so So.
3: I think one you know that have had a taste of the big time in the relative not too distant past as well, like Borough have. They'd probably say yeah to that, I think. Um, Leeds for Birmingham nil
0: uh, on Sunday. The uh, football cliches tweeted a picture of Lee Clark, and his description was something like wearing the expression of a, a manager who's side of 4 nil down away from home. Hands yeah. in pockets, hands on hips, and uh, not That's, looking happy I mean, at it's all. It's pretty
2: surprising, though, from Leeds, really, because yeah, they, they mean, I mean, lost 5 in 6
0: before they've that. They've been on they? a shocking run, but they've um, suspended a player today, Ryan, Ryan Hall, Hall yeah. for a tweet that he sent at the weekend which apparently was in breach of their social media policy, I think, basically. There you go. Along you the, break lines the rules, of... you do the crime, you <laughs> exactly. do the crime. Exactly. Along the lines of... Uh just the fact he wasn't playing but he would still get paid yeah. something like that which is probably I don't know it might be in there although as Matt Siege who uh, is a regular contributor uh, well sort of regular person on Twitter who gets back to us said uh, blah, "Blah blah blah spot on for suspending him the use of your without an apostrophe <laughs> excellent. instead of your cannot <laughs> be excellent. tolerated yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love it if they've suspended him for that
3: well in that case I think a lot of footballers uh, yeah, would have thread yeah. squads <laughs> up and down the Jerry nation Bart- yeah. Joey Barton yeah. Bart- would never play a game again so yeah <laughs>
0: that might not be a bad thing um, let's talk about uh, uh, Paul Ince Black Blackpool won at the weekend, beat Wigan one 0 the Tomins penalty. Uh, but I think this ban that he's got, stadium ban, even goes further than the one that Steve Evans got last season. Yeah, six games. Well, have you read the transcript? I've. Re- did, you yes. did you read Barney Roney's brilliant yeah. Guardian article Guardian, about swearing? Fantastic, yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you reckon? Does the punishment
3: fit the cr- you know the crime on this occasion? If he used that amount of that expletive in that short period of time. It's an unbelievable achievement for a start, but also, yeah, I think it does. Okay. I think if you drop that many C bombs on a fourth official who you're supposed to respect, then, you yeah, know. Yeah, and he what, threatened to, to do him and, over. And, to, he, and maybe, to physically yeah. push him as well. I mean, you know, it's not. It's not GBH, but it's it's unacceptable, isn't it? In the laws of the game and a five-match stadium ban. Yeah, fair play. It's, not, it's it doesn't seem. But do you know what
2: them, the Blackpool uh, fans did? They st- smuggled
3: him in. They a not mask. No, they didn't
2: do that. What they did was uh, they masks. Uh, yeah, I think it was a local radio station actually did a campaign where. Yeah, they handed out loads of uh, loads of masks. So all the Blackpool fans had Paul into masks <laughs> to try and you know, mitigate against the fact that their manager wasn't actually in the stands.
0: So for a day, every fan could be the manager. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, in a roundabout way. A couple of outstanding goals to, uh, to mention. Uh, one for Rochdale. They did come up in the conversation before when we were talking about them with Mark and Rob. But Ian Henderson, two late goals to win at Cheltenham. And the second, Sublime Chip. Yeah. Chip from inside the penalty area really as well. Really good
2: finish. An appalling yeah. bit of defending that led up to that, actually. Two players getting in the way of each other, and it eventually made its way to Henderson But brilliant composure superb
0: and we said how good Patrick Bamford's goal was for MK Dons Aaron yeah. Davis' goal for Exeter might have surpassed it as the goal Brilliant. of the weekend uh, in the football league I mean
2: that, that very reminiscent of the uh, Henri goal against Manchester United a uh, hybrid. over, over bartes all those years ago yeah absolutely superb I mean, to have, just to have the, the audacity to do to do that yeah, to attempt it pull it off is great yeah. Jim
0: go along with that goal of the weekend
3: yeah I think so um, I, th- I don't know it would have been a toss up between that and, and Bamford's one for me he's such a talent isn't he they've got such a gem on, there on Bamford look yeah. I've got a picture of him. Is he the one you, you, uh, you been... saw on the train? all <laughs> no, that time No, no he's the that, one that, that was, band- was. quite reminiscent oh, right, of a young okay. David Walker. I'm going to uh, come round. Forgive me. We've been exchanging that
0: football lookalikes.
2: on the, the side picture, of the I desk think does look a bit like me.
0: That does. Yes, yeah. that is true. Some of the others oh, don't. No, that <laughs> one does. Yeah.
2: Sorry, this
0: is great on a podcast.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll post it all up there.
0: Visual okay. feature. Stick that on Twitter. Right. Here's here's something that fans of my club are not going to like. We haven't got time for my club this week. Fans of Barry. Pardon or, what for you mean? fans, <laughs> of, oh, of, no, fans. fans, fans, fans of our feature fans of our feature
2: we're going to give it a rest for a week it probably is more fans of the feature isn't there at
0: the moment Yeah. Than, than maybe less of that, that. <laughs> less of that it's a celebration and um, we're not going to do it this week because we are bringing back an old feature in just a second Okay, so this is episode 100 of We Are Going Up. We started doing this podcast back in July 2011. It is now October 2013. And uh, we started a feature right at the start of this show, which some people remember. Newer listeners will not. Some, many people don't. <laughs> what was it called? The Alan Johnson's Paint Trophy. Now, why do we call it the Alan Johnston Paint Trophy?
2: Uh, because it was the, the Johnson paint, paint trophy, trophy. And he was the only player
0: We could yeah. think of with the name Johnston So we, we we haven't tried to ring Kilmarnock this week Because we know uh, if we didn't Said can we speak to Alan Johnston They probably wouldn't let us But we are going to do A commemorative edition of the quiz And there's some fireworks to celebrate That's Good. the best I've got in terms of production to take a, Spend-
3: to a war zone <laughs> spent all the budget on cake
0: Cue the dr- dramatic music Right here we go Oh hello Stephen Topless by the way Good evening Mark How are you doing? How are you doing mate?
2: very well yeah. it wouldn't be a 100th special would it without Topo, it wouldn't No. so Toppo, was on Toppo the v- in, in, can we get you to do like a Topo's top 100 or something <laughs> just top 100 keeping busy I've
0: got these <laughs> to go on don't they? get rid of them uh, Topo uh, was on the very first show back in the day so we thought we'd get him back for the quiz now Toppo you're in Nottingham so what is going on there he top, is in a war zone you're on the A52 Toppo <laughs> No. There okay. Topo. Okay. <laughs> Topo, yeah, you, you I don't know what's happening here. It's all silent. Topo, you cannot can you hear me? Topo. Yeah. Okay, good. Topo, you cannot use your computer, so stay away from the computer. These two have, have banned their computers. The computers are off. Just to confirm, each of us yeah, computer yeah, is off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Round number one, you need to write your answers down and then we'll do each round and come back to the answers at the end of that round if that makes sense. Or we'll just do it all at the end actually. Screw it. Okay, so here we go. Question number one. Join in listening. This uh, this round is entitled The Football League What was the score on penalties In the 2012 League One Playoff final penalty shootout That is the first question The match was Huddersfield against Sheffield United What was the score In the 2012 League One Playoff final penalty shootout So write those answers down We done? Question number two Which two sides were relegated out of the Football League in the 2011-2012 season? Topo's back on the motorway. Which two sides were relegated out of the Football League in the 2011-2012 season? Question number three. Who blessed Bradford City before their League Cup final defeat against Swansea last season? that's question number three for you okay question four what injury did Gilliam's Chris Weltdale pick up in a match on Boxing Day 2011 okay that's question number four you got that mm-hmm. chaps question number five last one in this round Which player holds the record for the fastest goal on a Football League debut? He scored against Swansea on the 16th of October 2004 and he currently plays for a League Two side. Say again. Which player scored the fastest goal on a Football League debut ever? He scored against Swansea on the 16th of October 2004. After seven seconds, he currently plays for a League Two side. There you go. Mm. That's a tough one, that,
2: isn't it? Swansea, 2004.
0: He played. He, that was against Swansea, so by the way. Would have been in League Two or 3 <coughs> <if it was coughs> Okie How are we doing? We all got an answer.
3: I don't think I'm going to get one. I think you're all right. to Carry on. Mine's gone completely blank.
0: Okay. okay putting a time limit on it should we should we just give the answers to that round to Yeah yeah you want to to do it that way Okay so I'm gonna take score here so Topo first question uh, was as follows what was the score in the two thousand twelve League One playoff final on penalties?
3: Uh seven six to Huddersfield. Jim? I've gone eight seven D C Twenty
2: nineteen 2019
0: 2019? Yeah the score was 8-7 to Huddersfield. Yeah. Is correct. So Jim is one up after question number one. It I thought that, they, all, I thought they all, around,
2: all around twice or something.
0: Question number two. <laughs> it's a gamble. Topo, uh, which two sides will relegate out of the Football League in the 2011-12 season? You get half a point for each.
1: Hereford, I think, was one.
0: Um. By the way, you can't change your answers once you've heard what you said. You've got to yep. check oh, yeah. you're not changing. It's all right.
2: Toppo, you got a second one. We really, Surely, we should, um, we should have submitted our questions to you. Really? Yeah, you should you have done. Like actually, passed me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't
0: think of anybody else. I can't do a quiz, colour. This is why we ended the bloody feature. Right. You can't think of anyone else. No, I will just go older shop. Okay. Okay. Season. So Topo uh, has gone for Hereford and no one else. Uh, can you remember who you went for? Yep. Uh, DC. Macclesfield and Hereford. And Jim. Oh, it's Stockport and Luton. I think that's wrong now. Here in the other two. The correct answer is Macclesfield and Hereford. Come on. So Jim is on well one done. point. Topo is on. Half a point and DC sorry he's on um, one, point, one, one point. point okay so question three who blessed Bradford before the League Cup final last season Topo. yeah you know,
4: completely forgotten um, <laughs> just
0: because I can't think of anybody else Paul Jewel
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason we got you back on Toppo <laughs> <laughs> that's your moment happy 100th <laughs> anyone we, oh, oh
0: my god yeah, bow down at
3: the me. altar of Paul Jewel <laughs> Can you imagine going to get married and on your big day there stands Paul Jewel? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd give up I DC Go DC to, Is it the Dalai Lama by chance? Jim Dalai Lama
0: It was the Dalai Lama <laughs> Not Paul Jewell <laughs> Not Paul Jewell. <laughs> I didn't have anything else Question four Toppo um, oh. What injury did Gilliam's Chris Weltdale uh, pick up in a match on Boxing Day 2011? Um, he
4: ruptured one of his
3: testicles Jim Yes, I think he ruptured one of his DC. testicles. DC,
2: ruptured a testicle, full, left, left one.
3: Full house, <laughs> no extra points oh, for being specific.
0: For uh, so, uh, Jim, you are now on three. Topo, you are on one and a half. And uh, DC is now on three as
2: well. Don't Google Chris Welp, Please don't. <laughs> Last or Paul Jewell for that man Both image, image searches on both of those things will return something you don't want to see <laughs> Not safe for work <laughs>
0: Question number five Who um, scored the fastest goal on a football league debut after seven seconds against Swansea on the 16th of October 2004 He plays for a league two side Toppo
2: oh, I'm an idiot What
0: have they done um, oh, God. Calvin Andrew
2: Incorrect Jimmy? I didn't put anything yeah. What was you thinking behind that Topo? Just a guess Yeah he's mm. sort,
4: I think he's sort of like 26, 27 So he could have sort of mm. made his debut about uh, eight years
2: ago. I went for Isael McLeod, but he plays in League One now, did not he? It was
0: Freddie Eastwood.
2: Oh, oh, Freddie. Back at
0: the same club he was uh, It was that when he scored that goal. So, Jim is currently on the lead after round one with three points. Toppo, you've got one and a half. I'm sorry, that's uh, I was a complete lie. Jim and DC, you both got three points yeah. after round number one. And Topo has got one and a half. Okay, right. Round number two. This round is called We Are Going Up. So, uh, question number uh, one in this round Which team Won the inaugural And subsequently only Alan Johnston Paint Trophy On this podcast In May 2012 Which team Won The Alan Johnston Paint Trophy We all got an answer For that Yep Okay Question number two In this round Who was the first Ever guest On the We Are Going Up Podcast And that does not Include people in the studio Or Topo Or Carl Who was the first Ever guest On the very first show What <sighs> Makes a lot of weird noises over Uh, there. Well,
2: because I'm thinking you're going to try and trick us on this one. I'm not. Okay. I'm not.
0: Okay. Question number three. Jonathan Wilson came on this show in November 2011. By the way, we went to the Blizzard, didn't we? Saturday night at Lord's. We did, yeah. Lovely event. Very good. He was very impressive. Jonathan Wilson came on the show in November 2011 to plug his book on Brian Clough. But what's it called? Oh,
2: oh, (laughs) I've got it on the
3: shelf (laughs) at home. What the hell is it? I'm going to go, Paul Lintz, on you in a minute if you ask any more questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: is it?
0: Oh, it's something weird, isn't it? <laughs> Okie <Okay>, dokie. <laughs> okay. Got an answer, Topo? Yeah. Of course you have, Topo. <laughs> i have got the book. <laughs> I've got the book as well. So's DC. Okay, here we go. Question number four in this round How many different Football League clubs, including the one he's currently at, has Sean O'Driscoll managed since we started this podcast in July 2011? How many different. Football League clubs Has Sean O'Driscoll managed Since we started this podcast You don't need to name them Obviously Just uh, give me a number Silence Okay Final question in this round On this podcast To the best of my knowledge Certainly when I scribbled this down For the show We have had Three managers on Who've been managing Clubs at the time Can you name all three You need all three To get anything on that question Because I'm not I'm not splitting points Into thirds Say again we, on this show we've had To the best of my knowledge You might be able to correct me Three managers on this show Who've all been managing clubs At the time we had them on Can you name all three? Don't worry everyone There's only one more round after this I realise it's an extra long podcast Still to come by the way The question on uh, For you uh, to win football manager Okay we've got answers Three Right I'm, I'm calling end of a round here Not a three. We have
3: I've had a shocker there
0: we have had three on.
3: OK, pass the papers
0: this
2: way. Right, well, no, give me ten seconds. OK. Yeah, you can have mine.
3: Oh. <laughs> Again, have as many seconds have as it. you want. Uh, You've brought some donuts in as well. We didn't mention it. Yeah. Have a... Have a I've, I've, I've had mine, mate. There that you one's yours. Me and DC uh preempted your cake. OK. Had a donut.
0: Right. Three. three. Here we go. Okay. Toppo, question one in this round was as follows. Which team won the inaugural and only Alan Johnson paint trophy in May 2012? Uh, Macclesfield Jim Doncaster Rovers DC Yeah Donny It is Doncaster Rovers Yeah <laughs> Okay Who was the first ever guest On the We Are Going Up podcast Topo um, Was it
3: John Holmes Thomas Blogger Jim I have not got a clue I went for Simon Pilkington He was on the first show, but he wasn't the first guest. Jeff Hawley.
0: Jeff Hawley from AFC Wimbledon TV. Oh, I remember that interview as well. Was the first ever guest we had on this podcast. (laughs) Question three. Jonathan Wilson came on the show November 2011 to plug his book on Brian Clough. What was it called, Topo.
2: Nobody ever says thank
0: you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you see what you written? <laughs> Something about smoking you've written. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? right? Some, I
2: I I, I answer, re- it's not as good as Jim's answer though. It's like on my shelf. Top it's top on my top 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 shelf top. at home, and I've got like a combination of DVDs and books on my shelf, and it's right next to "Thank You for Not Smoking" with Aaron Eckhart. and that for some reason, <laughs> it's polluted my mind like the nicotine fumes from a cigarette.
3: <laughs> and Jim, I
2: put the Adventures of Brian
3: Club. <laughs> he did because I couldn't think of a better <laughs> answer. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, Topo, have you what room are you in at your house? Have you got the book you're visible in the, to you? We need an adjudicator battery. for this. You're I'm in your
3: in forest your forest room. shrine.
2: Alright.
0: Where the book Okay. Is. I'm not
3: like in my bedroom, it's
0: fine. Question uh, number four. How many different football league clubs has Shino Driscoll managed since we started this podcast in July twenty eleven? Topo. Three. Jim? I'm for four. DC? Four. Name them. It's uh, Donny Crawley Forest Bristol City. Correct. Four is the correct answer. Um, Hang on a minute Top. have you got a point yet I know you've got You've got got the Brian Clough one Haven't you Okay right So uh, the last question Can you name the three managers Of clubs on We've had on this show
3: Topo.
4: I can only think of Martin Allen I don't know the other
3: two Okay Jim Yeah Ditto I can only think of Mad Dog It's Martin Allen John Ward
0: But third Third manager is Brian Flynn
2: Oh Christ! We had Brian. I've bloody talked to
0: Brian Flynn, didn't I? <laughs> you did when he was manager of Doncaster last season. So do I, uh, do I
2: get two points for that. I get titles? no, no. I said I before you got to
0: get all three. Ah. I, said, I, said, I said I can't split points into but thirds. I've done better
2: than those two, haven't I? You did. So, uh, well, hang uh, on a minute. Let's You
0: get at least half a point. So that. No. Jim has got. Uh, you got. Oh no, Jim! You've got. You got two right in that round, so you now got, are on five. DC, you got um, in that round. You got one, I've two, two three. Right? Yeah, you got two. So you're on five as well. And Toppo, how many of you? you got two in that round? So you're now on three and a half. OK, right. So final round, everyone. This is to decide the commemorative winner of the Alan Johnston paint trophy. Okie dokie. This one is called, well, I've called it numbers, but one of the answers isn't a number because that's just bad planning. OK, yeah. you ready? Yes. Yeah. OK. How many former Premier League sides are currently playing in the championship? I need a number out of 24 how many former Premier League sides are currently playing in the Championship we've got, got an answer everyone no I can
2: come
0: back to it, can't I ok question number 2 in this round how many clubs were there in the Football League when it began back in 1888 in the first season 125 years ago okie dokie question okay, again. How many clubs were there in the football league in 1888 in the first season? Question three. (laughs) These are all quite tough, actually. Uh, Question three. Four clubs have won the bottom tier of the football league three times. That's a joint record. Can you name one of them? So, Division Four, Division Three, League Two, whatever you want to call it, the bottom division, the, uh, the bottom division of the football league. Four clubs have won it Three times You just okay. need to name one Yep Got an answer Toppo? Don't give it me Have you got an answer? You still with us?
3: He's
0: gone <laughs> Toppo? Yeah still still course. Mate have you nodded off there? I know this is going on a bit you, No I thought you were you talking, talking To the guy in the studio Have you written an answer down For that one yeah? Yeah Okay Right, this one might be a bit controversial how many managerial changes were there in the championship last season I'm taking that from the start of the season in August to first games until when it ended in May on the last day of the regular season how many changes were there? that includes people getting sacked it includes people resigning it includes people leaving to go to another club and so on
2: right say again <laughs> how many
0: managerial changes in the championship last season from the start of the season in August the first day until the last regular day um, and that includes people resigning moving around being fired so on Imagine. Okay Yeah <clears throat> And finally Last question This is related to a number But it's uh, you Just The answer isn't a number If that makes sense Which ground currently Has the highest capacity Of any ground in the football league That is the final question On the commemorative Alan Johnston Paint trophy Right then So the score's going into this Jim is on five DC is on five Topo Is on three and a half Right Papers please Topo Question one in this round How many former Premier League sides Are currently playing In the championship
3: Uh, I think 19 DC 19 Jim I think I went 15 Didn't I
0: The the correct answer. answer I'm just double-checking none of these have been in the Premier League is 18 oh. Oh. the ones that haven't That's played in the Premier League well. oh, it's doing
2: it. so it's Yeovil Millwall Huddersfield yeah. Doncaster oh. Brighton and Bournemouth oh Bournemouth oh. Bournemouth oh.
0: <laughs> ok so scores stay as they were after that one next question how many clubs were there that were there in the Football League when it began back in 1888
2: Topo 12 Jim I think I went 12 Yeah, I said 8 12 is the correct
5: oh, answer
0: I've
2: thrown it away <laughs>
0: So Jim's now on 6 Topo on 4.5 DC on 5 3 questions to go 4 clubs have won the bottom tier of the Football League 3 times Can you
3: name one of them Topo Notts County Jim I said Barry because I thought he'd written it because they were one of the answers DC and Swindon Only one of you is is correct It, be topo,
0: it, it is it? Topo. topo It is Topo The 4 clubs were Notts County Chesterfield Doncaster and Brentford So wow So Jim is on, uh, is still on six. DC's on five. Topper's on five and a half. Wow. Okay. Two questions I'm lost There you are How's <laughs> that happen? <laughs> two questions <laughs> left <laughs> um, they've got, We've got quite varying numbers on this one From these two uh, Topo, how many managerial changes in the championship last season? On
2: oh, the championship? <laughs> I thought it was the whole football league <laughs> I oh, said the championship <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no Okay, you can revise Before your answer it, I've got well, a, well, Hold on right, Topo, right, don't, hold topo it, don't say on, anything Well hang on a minute You, you better write it down I for would that I never one. would have gone for that otherwise. I don't want Topo to change it No, right no wonder you are contrasted in
0: championship hang on a minute is that your oh no I've got the wrong piece of paper there anyway Uh, I'll write it down anyway Okay, right well hang on I've got to wait for DC to write it down before Mm. you give me your round to (laughs) Topo although some people might say he didn't listen to the question properly so shouldn't really be backing being very leading Topo what are you going 14 DC 14 Jim I think I went 19 didn't I 18
3: can I have a point for being closest
0: no Damn it so, 15 of them were forest, I think <laughs> That's good. Right Last question then Which ground I would lose it on this one Currently he's got the highest capacity In the football league I'll remind you going into this Jim's on 6 DC's on 5 Topo's on 5.5 So it's out of your hands This one Dave um, Topo What are you going Ellen Road uh, Topo's gone for Ellen Road Jim what have you gone for I went for Hillsborough But it's bloody Ellen Road Isn't uh, it I put down Ellen Road and Crossed it out And put Hillsborough The correct answer Is Hillsborough. Yes. Yes. Which means Jim Knight. Oh, no. (laughs) Has been crowned the champione of the uh, the commemorative Alan Johnston paint trophy
3: how do you feel mate yeah elated I'm never going to win anything like that again so I'm going to save for the moment
0: head in hands over there Walker oh, in the corner head in hands <laughs> uh, you cherries Jim your reward for this is to uh, I don't know you can have the rest of this cake if you want mate uh, where's the
3: cake gone it's on your side isn't it cake's
0: over here oh, right, okay. Uh, I've
3: most of okay <laughs> <laughs> Dave ate half the prize assuming he would win Toppo nice to talk to you as ever mate
0: i will get you back on for the 200th yeah, yeah cheers guys <laughs> um, DC question if people would like to win copies
2: of football okay. manager question hopefully you can do it better than I did on those questions there right so the question if you want to win uh, one of three copies uh, of football manager to uh, 2014 is out on the 31st of October um, you can answer this question correctly and you can email it to us at wagupodcast at question is after Tony Mowbray was sacked the day we record as Middlesbrough manager that now makes Chris Powell the longest serving manager in the championship with Charlton Now, when Chris Powell was playing in the latter stages of his career for Watford, he was involved in a controversial incident on the first day of our Premier League season in 2006-2007 at Goodison Park. What happened? So Chris Powell, when he was playing for Watford, 2006-2007 season in the Premier League, first day of the season, away at Goodison Park... What controversial incident was he involved in?
0: We are going to do this randomly as well, so it's not a case all the Watford fans that respond will get there first. Nope. We'll We're going do a to do one, three at random. A random draw, a random draw. It's been a long record. Do a random draw this time next week. Yeah, Yep. next week. So you got a week until next Monday evening uh, to enter, which will be the 28th of October. So uh, the answer to that question: email it to Wagyu uh, Podcast at Gmail. Com. That's what you need to do. As ever, we're on SoundClide. SoundClide.com slash Wagyu podcast. Twitter is at Wagyu podcast. Website with all the blogs is wearegoingup.co.uk. And the offer from Audible for that free trial and free audiobook is at audible.co.uk slash going up. Happy birthday. Happy 100th, everybody.
3: We'll speak Thanks, to you next mate. week. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football
0: League covered. <laughs>